Hello everyone, Pastor Kurt here. Thanks for joining me for today's devotion. It is Friday, March 1st, 2024. I'll be reading today from the Common English Bible Translation. The readings come from the Revised Common Lectionary Daily Readings, and you can find a link to those in the show notes below. I also have printed there the readings for today if you wanted to pause this and look those up before we continue. Um, After each reading, there'll be a moment of silence for you to spend time reflecting on the passage, and then I'll be offering up my own thoughts and reflections. Penny Benda is joining us today. Um, to do our second reading from Acts chapter 7, verses 30 through 40. And uh, she's going to do the reading and then also the reflection on that. And she'll have her own translation she'll be reading out of. And uh, so before we continue much further, let us pray. O loving and gracious God, as we open these words and listen and reflect and we pray, we ask, Lord, that you would open our eyes that we may see and our ears that we may hear all that you'd have us know. For this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to start us off today with our reading from Exodus. Exodus chapter 19, verses 9b through 15. And we are carrying off exactly where we left off in yesterday's devotion. And so if you have not had a chance to listen to yesterday's reflection, you might want to pause this and and go ahead and listen to yesterday's reflection on Exodus uh, chapter 19, as it might uh, apply to what we're going to be doing today. So, Let us hear these words from Exodus 19. Moses told the Lord what the people said. And the Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and take today and tomorrow to make them holy. Have them wash their clothes. Be ready for the third day, because on the third day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai for all the people to see. Set up a fence for the people all around and tell them, Be careful not to go up the mountain or to touch any part of it. Anyone who even touches the mountain must be put to death. No one should touch anyone who has touched it, or they must either be stoned to death or shot with arrows. Whether an animal or a human being, they must not be allowed to live. Only when the ram's horn sounds may they go up on the mountain. So Moses went down the mountain to the people. He made sure the people were holy and that they washed their clothes. He told the men, Prepare yourselves for three days. Don't go near a woman. So if you have been uh, listening to this podcast, you for any length of time, you've probably heard me reflect on this passage before. And so what I'm going to say today probably isn't anything new uh, to those of you who have been listening for a while. Um, but uh, essentially what we see here, again, a continuation of what we looked at yesterday. Um, but uh, Moses has given instruction um, to uh, prepare the people to encounter God on this holy mountain. And the big part here is to, uh, to make them holy, right? So here in verse, uh, verse 9b, and then in 10, it says, Go to the people and take today and tomorrow to make them holy. 
um, and then it gives them instructions on what they must do to, to be made holy. And so um, to be made holy is to be set, a, set apart um, to, uh, and, and in fact, I'm just going to read what it says here in my study Bible because it, it gives a great description. It says, holiness implies being set apart and separated from what is ritually unclean or impure. And when we look at these separations in the Old Testament, especially from clean, unclean, um, holy, unholy, righteous, unrighteous, um, they're they're making what we see here is is um, explicit separation between what is of God and what is not of God. And um, what is of God is 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 pure, is holy, is good. What is not of God is is unclean. It is uh, dirty. It is um, it is evil. It is not good, right? So good, bad, you know, and making very clear and distinct uh, separations here too. Um, also, uh, clean, unclean uh, from Gentiles and and Jews, right? Separating between one group of people and another group of people, and the main point about this at least in the way I see it and the way I interpret it, is that um, the folks are trying to distinguish, or God is trying to help them distinguish themselves from other people, from people who follow a different way of life. To be a follower of God is a way of life. It's a way of living. It's a way of looking at the world. It's a way of being in the world. And, And so God has given the people specific things to do that set them apart from everybody else around the world. Um, and these things make them make them holy, right? Make them set apart for this job. And so when they come before God, who is the holiest of holy, right? Whose holiness is beyond any kind of holiness that we can attain. Um, there has to be even greater separation, right? And so we see that played out here where, where even though this penalty for coming upon the mountain when God is present um, seems harsh, right? Here, verse 12, uh, be careful not to go up on the mountain or touch any part of it for anyone who even touches the mountain must be put to death. Um, and so, and in fact, anybody who touches a person who has touched the mountain, right? As though this, this uncleanliness is, is spread, those people must also be put to death. And so we're, and I'm not sure if this was meant to be hyperbole or not, but we're really, I mean, they're making a very big separation here between, uh, between God, um, who is ultimate, and, and humanity. And then we also see separation between the Jewish people and, and non-Jewish people, the Gentiles. Um, and so we're seeing some distinctions here. Um, and these are are good in one way because it helps people know, it helps set boundaries for people and what they're to do and what they're not to do, especially when you think about the Israelites here in, in Exodus who have come away from slavery in Egypt, who had basically everything dictated to them, who have been influenced in so many different ways by the Egyptians and the Egyptian gods and their religion. And now they are freed from all of that and they find themselves um, in a new place, um, trying to find and trying to um, trying to re- reconstitute their identity, right? Who they are as a people, and and who they are as a people is a people of God, right? 
And so all of these rules and these strict boundaries are meant to help the people understand who they are and whose they are and so that they can be distinct from other groups. And so these things are needed, especially for people who have no boundaries, for people who have, who have no direction, no guidance. And so God is offering them this, this guidance and this instruction. And God is trying to make sure that they understand that they have to set up these boundaries, especially in the early stages, because if they don't, then the people are just going to scatter. They're going to they're going to do their own thing, and and it's going to lead to all sorts of horrible things. And so God is trying to help them, you know, find out who they are and make this a very strong, uh, strong identity for themselves. And so later, I think Jesus, you know, when 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 we have Jesus, he kind of uh, he he helps to give us some relaxing on some of these strict boundaries because then we know who we are, but. Um, but that's what we see, I think here, at least this is my interpretation, my thoughts on, on why we see such, what seems to us today in this day and age, really harsh penalties for, uh, for doing certain things. Um, there's a reason for it, right? Um, there's a reason for those strict boundaries, um, so that people can, can really have a, a strong sense of who they are and whose they are. They are gods. They are, uh, God's own possession, um. And so, yeah, I think I'm going to leave it at that. I, uh, there's just so much here um, that we could think about. Um, and then, of course, always as Christians, we are, we are looking at this and reflecting on these things in light of who we know God to be through Jesus Christ. Um, and so, yeah. All right. That's it. So um, here is Penny. She's going to be reading and reflecting on Acts chapter 7, verses 30 through 40. Today I'm going to read for you Acts 7, 30 through 40, and my version is the New International Version. After 40 years had passed, an angel appeared to Moses in the flames of a burning bush in the desert near Mount Sinai. When he saw this, he was amazed at the sight. As he went over to get a closer look, he heard the Lord say, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses trembled with fear and did not dare to look. Then the Lord said to him, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. I have indeed seen the impression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their groaning and have come down to set them free. Now come, I will send you back to Egypt. This is the same Moses that had rejected with the words, Who made you ruler and judge? He was sent to be their ruler and delivered by God himself, through the angel who appeared to him in the bush. He led them out of Egypt and performed wonders and signs in Egypt at the Red Sea and for 40 years in the wilderness. This is the Moses who told the Israelites, God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your own people. He was in the assembly in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him on Mount Sinai and with our ancestors and he received living words to pass on to us. But our ancestors refused to obey him. Instead, they rejected him and in their hearts turned back to Egypt. They told Aaron, Make us gods who will go before us. As for the fellow Moses who led us out of Egypt, we don't know when, we don't know what has happened to him.
So just a little bit of background. This story is coming from a man named Stephen, and Stephen was chosen from other people or chosen with other people to go out and spread the word. He was chosen for a disciple. And so he was asked to go out and talk to people. Well, in this case, he went out and he was talking to the Sanhedrin. And he was actually telling them some of the stories that were in the Bible, like the Abraham story. And he's telling them about the Moses story. And so he was trying to, to give them knowledge. But lo and behold, they didn't want his knowledge. He thought, they thought that his knowledge was not right and that he should not have been the one to be telling them all this. And so, yeah, they did not like this. And so they protested against him. And then, as you know, later he was stoned because of his opinion of all this. But he was a very righteous man, very full of grace. And all he wanted to do was to follow what he was told to do, which was to go out and spread the word and tell the stories. And so he did. But one of the stories he had to go out and he was talking about was the story of Moses and how Moses was founded by God to do what he had to do. And that was by the burning bush. And, you know, you look at this and it's, you wonder what kind of magic <laughs> this could be. But you know God, with God, everything's possible. And so God had a burning bush and in this burning bush, there was a voice. And so he was telling Moses that he needed to go out and do this. But first he tells him, you need to come up to me. And so he did. And he says, you need to take your shoes off because this is sacred ground. And I am here to tell you what to say and what to do in order to get the people out of Egypt. You are my person that I have chosen. So Stephen was just telling this story. And like once again, the people did not like this story. So it's just weird that people seen all this and but yet they still didn't believe it and they didn't want to have anything to do with it they just wanted to go on believing what they wanted to believe i think a lot of them believed in god but they just didn't believe that all this stuff could happen and so every time somebody came in and they tried to tell them about it they made them in so in this case they stoned him I mean, they did a lot of killing of all the disciples for what they had to say and what they what they told. But you know, it didn't stop them. They went out and they still told. They still got people to follow them. And there were, there's a lot of people that did follow them. But like Pastor and I talked in our podcast on Wednesday, even like a lot of the big rulers, like maybe even some of these Sanhedrins, I don't know, they actually believed in what all this said and believed in God, but they just didn't want to take and put it out there they did not want the people to know that they believed they want to keep it inside themselves and and worship quietly so but that's all this is about um talks about moses the burning bush and how he went up to the mount sinai to get all the the stone tablets and the words to pass on to us and in the meantime he was not believed to be coming back and so the people asked aaron that make us a God because he's not coming back. So, you know, just trying to spread the story, tell the whole story so that people see and understand that this was a sign. But um, poor Stephen, he died for that. But so many people did because they died for what they believed. Thank you, Penny. 
So uh, now we're going to spend some time in prayer. I'll be lifting up some prayer requests or categories of prayer like we usually do. Um, after each prayer request, there'll be a moment of silence for you to spend time lifting up your own personal prayers to God. And then I'll say the words, Lord, in your mercy, your response will be, hear our prayer. And when we're done with all of the prayer requests, we'll join together in the Lord's Prayer. So let us pray. O loving and gracious God, we are so thankful for all that you have placed upon our hearts today through these readings and reflections. We bring now before you those things that are heavy on our hearts, and we begin by praying for the people of our faith communities. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who are suffering and those who are in trouble. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the concerns of our local communities. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the world, its peoples, and its leaders. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the beautiful earth you have given to our care. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the Church Universal, its leaders, its members, and its mission. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, we lift all this before you, praying for healing, comfort, strength, peace, and wisdom as we pray the prayer you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. 
Well, that's all for today's devotion. I hope you were able to hear a word from God for your life today. If you have any questions, suggestions, prayer requests, or would like to share with me some of your own thoughts and reflections on today's readings, love to hear from you. And you can send those to the show email at admin at pastorkurt.com. You can find a link to that in the show notes below. If uh, I hope you all go forth today uh, in peace, shine the light of Christ everywhere you go. Until next time, have a blessed day.